0: man of a big disease with a little name. By came across a You were just listening to Sign of the Times, the 2020 remastered version by Prince, one of the two songs selected by my guest today. There really seems like there isn't much that Miles Galladay isn't knowledgeable on. I mean, after my conversation with him, this dude has a little bit of acumen in so many disciplines. And it was just amazing to hear all of his different ideas and his different inspirations that he pulls from to use in his works. From being involved with the up-and-coming agency, St. Clair, to being one of the lead members of the DJ Collective 8-track, Miles is just on an insane run, and he doesn't plan on stopping anytime soon. This was probably my longest interview with one single person just because his wealth of knowledge and his ability to tell a story just shines through. And I kind of would just lob him a question and he would just take it wherever he thought it needed to go. We chopped it up about music, movies, and he even gave us his side of how the 8-Track Collective came to be and why it's flourishing so well right now. We recorded the interview around Christmas time. Um, So some of the questions towards the end are geared around Christmas and the, the idea of the holiday season. But also since then, I've gotten to know Miles even more and truly understand everything that he told me on a deeper level. Now that I know him a little better. I can't wait for you guys to hear what he has to say. And with that being said, I'll see you on the other side. Be Star Wars fly, neighbors should shine home. But if a night falls and a bomb falls, will anybody see the dawn? Time. Time. There's a city now where rocket goes and everybody can still wanna fly. So today I'm joined by one of the most interesting people in the world. We're, we're in the middle of a little cleanup right now. We're at Cafe Kerouac on Ohio State's campus. Home base. The most organically college space in all of Columbus, I'd have to say. One, one of my elite areas. I'm super excited for this interview, man. This, this has to be probably one of the most genuine characters that, that I've talked to, and I can't wait to see where this conversation goes. But I'm going to start it nice and easy like I do every time, my man. Who are you?
1: Name's Miles Galladay, formerly known as Miles Youngblood back in the day. You can see that picture whenever you get the chance to. Uh, Sometimes I go by the Colonial Duck. People like that one now. uh, Random uh, rebranding, as it could be called, I guess. But um, usually just go by miles or kilometers. You know, take your pick.
0: (laughs) You go by many names. A man by many names. Yeah. So now let's dig. I mean, you mentioned the the rebrand, bro. And we were talking about this before we started recording. It was just like... Out of nowhere, it was Miles Galladay, and now, to everyone new, it's the Colonial Duck. <laughs> I think I think if you don't already know the backstory, you're curious about it, and even if you do, I think people might need a refresh. So just just give a little little context to to this new name you got. Yeah, man, Colonial Duck was it was an experience. It was it was a
1: silly time. It was back when. I had my two really good friends on campus. Shout out Jackie Mai. Shout out Erica Tang. Loves them to death. Jess was talking to them before this interview. Actually, they have no idea that this is happening, so that's elite. But we were leaving, I believe, either a restaurant or we were leaving the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, great. Great It was one of those two times. And I remember Erica looked at me with a straight face, and I was low-key hammered, and she goes, make a B-reel. And I'm like, what is B-reel? And she's like, it's this new app where you just, you know, take your picture, boop, and then like, you know, take a little selfie boop. I'm like, all right, cool. So I made a B Real. And I didn't want no one to know that I had one. So in the heat of the moment, I'm pressured. What name am I about to use? The colonial duck. Came out of nowhere, just random. And I was like, Yeah, hard, run it. So I made that my name on B Real. A couple months later, we had the idea, as y'all know, A-Track and all that, we had that idea, and Brian What's your DJ name, you know? Shout out Brian, by the way. B fans love him. What's your, what's your DJ name want to be? DJ Youngblood? DJ he he made you he
0: made you choose a DJ name. He wouldn't just let you go by miles?
1: Yeah, bro. Like, I didn't get an option, and I was like,
0: I don't know what to do. And then I, like, looked at
1: my B reel. I looked at this, and I was like, well, if I do this, no one's going to know who that is. And that's perfect. I, I like that. So I went with the Colonial Duck as the DJ name, shifted my whole B reel to the organic bus down. Word. And... After that, it was gravy.
0: Low-key, low-key, <laughs> that's kind of fire, too, the organic bust-down. I like that.
1: It was totally random. You know, it was a Larry June bar. Yep. I think it's a song low-key, too, and I was like, I love that, just organic bust-down, a good juice, an right. organic bust-down, <laughs> <laughs> some slight. For know?
0: sure, for sure. Oh, So, does I mean, like, to kind of take it on a, on a deeper level, does that name for you, now that you've used it as, like, this stage presence and this new persona, has it taken on, like, a new meaning in any way for you? Yeah, low key,
1: like having an idea while slightly inebriated and then it becoming something that people actually enjoy and gravitate to. Right. When in reality, I was walking down High Street down there leaving something and I was like, yeah, this sounds right. And for people now, I'm in studio sessions randomly just with, you know, they're not even studio sessions, just me, Justin Turner, V1 Justin, shout out Justin, making music. I'm playing guitar. And bro, in the room with me, it's like, Oh, yeah, bro, let me get your IG, and let me follow you. So I'm sitting there, you know, I had my shit in, you know, gave it to him. And he's like, Bro, you're the colonial duck. I'm like, huh? You, him, I'm, in I'm the like, flesh. I'm like, What, bro? Right. My name Miles, like, What you mean? He right. was like, Nah, bro, my homies be talking about you all the time. They went to your events. And I'm like, uh, uh, Quack. Like, I just, I just <laughs> short circuited. I ain't know what to do. Right. It means a lot coming from someone who really, like, Never felt like they really fit in anywhere, which no one would believe me saying that. But right, not on no Patrick Bateman level activity, but like <laughs> I just never really felt like I was I was set one place at all times. Right, I, I like that though.
0: Yeah, no, 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 you're definitely carving out like a lane for yourself, bro. For sure, for sure. Right, and I can't even lie. I I just went through a personal rebrand myself. I changed the Instagram name to Suburban Hoodie. Hoodie. What you
1: think? What you think about that? I saw that this morning and I was like, this hard." Uh, I love this.
0: <laughs> my man. I need I
1: needed that support. It's the names. Like the name makes you who you are. I and my mom used to tell me that as a kid. Like your name holds a lot of weight, right? It's, it's random. Shout out, parentals and grandma and grandfather. All of them. I love them. But my mom solely told me, like as a kid, like your name means a lot. And I'd be like, "Thanks, mom. You named me a measurement distance and right. spelled it wrong." <laughs> My name has a deeper meaning to that. I never really, I never remember it. But Jordan is a river, and that's my middle name, Jordan. So like, you know, Yeah, baby. Yep, yep. But the name makes you who you are. You know, even with Kai and Saint Clair. You know, Colonial Duck, Miles, Brian Fond, B fans, my friend Carrie. <laughs> Her DJ name is my friend Carrie. Right. People ask,
0: "Who's that?" Oh, it's my friend Carrie. Yeah, that's it, sick. It, no, no, no. There's something. There's like a. Getting get the name for you, and sometimes it's you know people go through iterations when when you're creating this persona for anything, right? Like they go through iterations of different names, and then there's just one that just it, it just <laughs> snaps into place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you yeah. feel Do you feel like it, this is the one, or or is there is there more iterations to come?
1: You know, in reference to the Heath Ledger line, you know I'm a dog chasing cars. I just don't know what I would do if I catch one. Like <laughs> some days it feels like you know Colonial Duck is hard. And then also like some days, you know, Miles Galladay, the engineer, is just at school, and I go by Miles. But now the kids in my engineering stuff are calling me Duck. So right? Like, Ugh. Maybe it sticks. <laughs> yeah, tight. Maybe one day I lose my mind and I decide, you know, we're just going.
0: Leroy is my name now. <laughs> <laughs> it's only gas. It's only time. It's only time that'll be able to tell for yeah. sure. Um. So I mean. You were touching on it a little bit before, but like, let's just dive into into the backstory, bro. So so we can get the whole picture of what we see now. Uh, what kind of stuff were you doing when you were younger, man? Talk to me about your upbringing, bro. Like, I feel like we I feel like we 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 talked about it before, but I feel like we might share some some similar things in in our upbringing.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I was not who I am right now, mm-hmm. and I can always tell you that, like. Anyone who knew me as a kid knew Miles was a little wiry kid. They used to say I had crackhead energy because I would never get tired when we play sports. I would always be running. My stamina was crazy. Right. And I was I was really heavy in sports. On The other end of the spectrum, I was always interested in science. I was a little nerdy kid who was like, bro, taking this apart right now sounds cool. Or like my next door neighbor had an old Fiero and he converted it to a Ferrari at 50, like all by himself, built it by hand. I helped him a lot with that. I was the weird kid who was just, like, into things. I loved to read. I loved, like, music a lot. Music is probably one of the biggest things for me. I had guitars as a kid, and I played, like, what, electric guitar. So, guitar, bass. uh, I learned drums in the rock band in my grandma's middle school with kids that were older than me. And then... I bought a harmonica, actually, at Cracker Barrel and figured that out. In the day. That was fine Shout out Cracker Barrel, bro. <laughs> Shout out Cracker Barrel. It does not fit my needs, but, you know, it needs to be fit with your, me. Your, it's right your. sometimes. But I was just... I was that kid whose brain, like, I was scattered. I, I, would, I would see something and I'd be like, I want to do that. And I didn't care what steps it took to do what I wanted. I knew I wanted it for myself. I've always been that way, though. Like, even when I just had... I had a really bad semester, first semester of COVID. Granted, you know, I'm I'm an engineering student. I'm online. I'm just confused at this point. Yeah. But I have so much freedom now that I'm just playing video games and day trading and not going to class. Right. Okay, that's on me. I understand that. But knowing that that time would have shifted my brain back into, let's just buy a guitar. Mm -hmm. And let's let's teach yourself guitar again, because you like doing that as a kid. And Prince was one of your greatest influences as a child. And you like that, so buy a guitar doing things for me has always been like one of my big mental like I guess at peace moments it it makes me feel like everything is okay right which like sounds weird to say but yeah
0: yeah no but it's real it's yeah real
1: like I mean today I woke up and I made my same breakfast I've eaten since I was a little kid oatmeal and sausage
0: so what what draws you to certain things like what makes you want to hyper focus on one thing like you mentioned cars music like what what about different things draws you in and like consumes your your mind
1: i want to say like almost the community behind it because in every single purpose of something that i've wanted to do there is a large following around it mm-hmm. or if there's not a large following the people i know that do it are cool case in point one of my um really good friends growing up I remember i never met Brian Hoolihan till I was in high school, and he asked me to be in one of his short films for Mad Royal Film Society at right. OSU. And we played Xbox together from fourth grade all the way up. So I love movies. And anyone who knows me knows that. I love watching movies because I like the cinematic aspect. It's like a book on screen if right. it's done right. Yep, yep. And so... Brian gives me the proposition to play this role or whatever and I'm like cool I've never acted before I'll try it I wasn't good but it was worth
0: it it was fun man it's fun shit and so
1: I get into this experience and now I'm just in this club and it's like minded people with the same well not the same opinions but like the same interests as me and I'm like this is this is tight like I have nothing else in common with you people except for film yet I like hanging out with y'all right that that travels to everything I do, and it's very, very random. Like, I respect anybody who makes music. I think it's so interesting that you can just take a time signature, and in reality, it's just, like, you know, it. it it's hard to do, but they do it so easily. Mm-hmm. Like, it is one of the craziest things to me to watch that. And then for me, on the flip side, I love music. So just watching some of my friends, like, Super Jeff, shout-out Super, just in the studio, going to work, and I'm just sitting back there looking at his computer screen like a right, kid. And and he's a moving kid, all this stuff uh, around like, bro. crazily, yep. bro. And I'm sitting there like, "This is awesome! I can't believe this is happening right now." It, it, it's really about the community of people. I learned that even when I just came back from New York, like being in New York reset my brain, create creatively, and it was, it was needed. Kai Gordon will tell you that, you know. I dodged a bullet and kept saying, I don't know if I'm going to go on this New York trip. I bought my tickets like two weeks before we left. Right. We bought the Airbnb like four days before we left. And we was boots on ground. And it was just whatever at that point. Tight. And being on that trip and Kai getting sick and me learning how to navigate New York basically within a day with like a couple of help from some friends like Angelo and Spencer, Dominica Kua, a couple other people. Ellie, Ellie, Ellie little sister ellie man lover like just being around those people showing me new york and then being up for 48 hours straight and now it's just me and angelo right
0: dogging it boots on ground just
1: watch walking around new york just confused central park five in the morning mug of tea in hand
0: yo walking back to the plaza hotel like it was that's dangerous times though bro it was 5 a.m in central park son
1: no empty no one
0: in it on god
1: bro not a soul it was disturbing and i loved it right like, it was like a edgar Allan Poe like scene like yeah three three amigos walking in the park mint tea no one out there <laughs> it's not even cold either which was a weird part but also i was head to toe in the robert pattinson batman kind of tight get up you yep. know drifter fit Yep, yep. It's, it's all about the community, though. Back to the right, resurfacing right. question. For me, anything that I've been into, it has solely been off of the community that generates behind it. And if there isn't one, I'll make one. Create and I, one. I like it. Because right. it, it I like bringing people together. Everybody who has what they like or what they want or what they want to do, I find it so interesting that, why does your brain tick that yeah. way? I was a psych, what draws you to doing that? Right. Mm-hmm. I was a psych major for two years before I switched to engineering. I see something like that and I'm like, my, my brain can't help but be like, why are you the way you are? Yeah. I find it interesting.
0: Right, right. Uh, so now taking it back to, to you know, your youth, man, what, what would you attribute your drive to create to? Like, why, why do you like to create things and why are you so into creating community and creating music and creating whatever it is that you like to do?
1: If you had met me, and this is funny to look back on and think, and Kai will tell you this too. I think it's been two years since I've known them. Kai looked at me and he was like, So what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an engineering student. I don't right. really do anything at all for yeah. real. And in our group chat, shout out Ben Commandments, you know, I was known as the kid, like, I'm just an engineer. I don't really do nothing. And they were like, Well, you like you like cars and whatnot, you create on cars? I was like, No, I just you know, I'm like just em. here. I would I would openly say I wasn't creative mm-hmm. and I would say it all the time. And then, you know, people would turn around and see what I was doing and they'd be like you're lying Cap. like like we we know you can do stuff. So. like no i'm just you know i'm decent at math and i understand solid works you know i'm <laughs> right. nothing crazy yeah the things that drove me to start creating like and i don't even think of them as that so it's hard for my brain to wrap it around the question but like different little documentaries i saw as a kid honestly and tyler's dad next door <laughs> the guy with the fiero Will, I believe his first name is. I always just called him Tyler's dad. I'm a 22-year-old man. I've yeah. never called him by his name. That's <laughs> fire, <Not inspired> though. That's <laughs> fire. <inspired. laughs> but, like, watching watching other people, it sounds like I'm taking off B fans, watching other people bring to life what they have, I think that's dope. Little things like that, seeing, seeing little, like, influential people. And one of the ones that I have left out, which is a shame, but it is so very true, Tyler, the creator, was honestly... And to n- nowadays, that would sound so stereotypical, but I was a kid listening to Tyler Creator in third grade, and shout out James Reese. James Reese came over my house one day for a sleepover. We would, that, that dude is like, we grew up down the street from each other. Our parents went to high school together. Me and him were like brothers. I will never forget him being in my house. I'm in third or fourth grade. Have you ever heard of Radicals? I'm like, what are you talking about? Boom walking paradox no i'm not What (laughs) a triceratops i'm like yo this is dope this is awesome and then at the end of the song when he gets to the part where he's like i'm a fucking unicorn Fuck anybody who say i'm not for some reason in my fourth grade third grade brain i was like this hard i resonate with that yeah so i have lived by that ever since i heard it as a kid and it's just it's stuck with me that man alone has been one of the influences on my brain that has never wavered. I love Childish Gambino. I love his art style. One of my favorites since the same age. Tyler still takes precedent. Kendrick Lamar. Love him to death. Same kind of vibe. Since third or fourth grade, Tyler takes precedent. Right. It's, it's the idea of not caring about what people think about genuinely, you.
0: Genuinely. Genuinely not caring. Not just saying it, but yeah. like genuinely living that. You know?
1: Yeah. like People, my mom every day... If you see me on campus, I wear yellow pants and they got black stripes and they look like African print. You will see me in them pants nonstop. One, they my exam pants, so that's my good luck pants. But then, too, like, they comfy. My mom, every day, you need some more pants. Why you not? I don't care. What's the worst? Somebody going to recognize me and I might have to talk to them? Right. That's not that bad. Yeah. Could be worse. Tight. I would rather, you know, be recognizable than, like, just, just depends, man.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me, let me ask you this one, bro, because... I'm I'm interested to hear your response. What do you think the most significant memory is that you have Whoa. that informs the things that you do and the way that you look at, at life right now?
1: You know, and this isn't supposed to be sad, and anyone who knows me probably knows that this is what the answer would be, but it was the death of my grandfather in 2019, mm-hmm. um, December 7th, ironically the same day as Pearl Harbor, which is like an odd... Thing because I had a teacher that would always say that. Now I just won't forget it. Right. But that influence alone, that that reworked my entire brain. It was um. It was weird. It was one of those times where I didn't know that that was about to happen. He would always go to the hospital for like little things, and I'd be like, okay, cool. And my mom was like, he's in the hospital again. And I was like, is he good? And she's like, yeah, he's fine. And I was like, her You want to come see him? I'm thinking he'd be out in two days. Right. Next thing I know, he's in a coma the next day. And I'm like, all right, cool. They're going to get him right. Yeah. A couple weeks later, flat line. And I'm like, wow, the last conversation I had with you is at the birthday party my mom threw for me that I didn't really want to have that bad because I didn't want to be around anybody because I was, like, a little negative, cynical, little shithead kind of. <laughs> um, but the last conversation I had with him was, like, literally not about anything at all. and And him passing... And that being my mom's best friend, now I'm put in charge of basically cleaning out, like, the entire house. And little little wasn't known to anybody else, like, well, not little wasn't known, but I was also really close with him and my grandma, because I kind of just hung out with them more growing up. Right. So going through and seeing everything and just having to take it and just face value it, it was, it was one of those experiences where after the fact— Looking back on it, I would have to say that if it hadn't happened, I would have been a completely different person. My mm-hmm. brain probably would not be where it is today. Right. That that moment made me grow up, and it shifted my brain a lot faster than it probably should have. Because, right. like, sure, everybody, you know, people go through their things. People are depressed, usually around high school or continuously till like, you know, older ages. And I, I, that's fine. I understand that. I mean, but for me, it was like that his death affected me a lot. And, I mean, it, it was the reason I started boxing, because I was just looking for an outlet. And going into boxing, him dying, those two things, that reworked my brain. Yeah. It taught me that life really is game of chess, and you have to be able to adapt. And you have to be able to move. You need to be able to flow like water, as Bruce Lee would have said. And, you know, it's the first person I can think of that says that. But it is a very, very much true statement that those two things alone... Made me who I am today. There wasn't really much. I had the happy-go-lucky childhood. I went outside. Right. I played.
0: Broken a couple of arms, broke a couple of bones, whatever. No broken bones really? at all. Damn. I am 130
1: pounds, skinny. Everybody know I got a wiry frame. No broken yeah. bones, only torn muscle ligaments.
0: So, so I mean, I don't want to dwell on this part too Feel much, free. bro, but like how did you kind of start moving after that, bro? Like what, I mean, you said it, it changed your perspective. So like, what what kind of things, I mean, you mentioned the boxing note, but what what other kind of things, how did you notice your, your actions start to change?
1: Before he died, I was the kid in high school that would have probably been called the popular loner. I sat in the corner, I read books. People would be like, Miles, check this out. Leave me alone. They come to my desk. I'm like, I'm trying to read my book. Now I got to look at it and entertain it. And after that, Everything became much more like, maybe I should take these chances with people that I don't know. Maybe I should, you know, I I had, I had the friends that were close to me in high school and they just knew how I was. So they would be like, oh yeah, he just, it's miles. But other people who didn't meet me, they would be like, he's either kind of like mean or I'm kind of intimidated by him. (laughs) And I would be like, why are you scared of me? I just ask that you don't invade my space while I'm reading a book. Yeah. It it made me decide to be kind of much more open. If I if I had stayed the way I was, I would have never met Kai. I would have mm. never... Granted, I knew Shamar Childs before that. I knew Bangliata before that, but I would have never met Kai. I would have never met Monroe. I would have never met any of those people because my first instinct would have been like, oh, okay, cool, people, and then just went the opposite direction. I was a super... I still am super logical, super computer-based thinking. That's how my brain was. But, like, now at least I'm willing to be open to kind of attempting new things or trying new things. Like, I was always that way. But if it was with, like, a collaborative group, I I was lone wolf. And I still, like, that That was the big thing. I was always cool with just being by myself. I I was an only child growing up. I made my fun when I needed to. If I needed to get down to business and do something, I did it because I knew that if there was anybody else who would affect it, would be me. Yep. And that, that comes with the fact that as a young age, my mom was like, hey, look, <laughs> we'll all die, and you'll be here by yourself.
0: Mm.
1: And I was like, as a kid, like, oh, cool. That makes sense. And I went outside and played outside. Right. My grandfather died. I was like, oh, that just hit because right. now it makes sense cuz yeah. that person's missing and there's not like there's not the community around me that it was and he kind of knitted everybody together so now I'm in a weird place I see why she said that mm-hmm. that realization came really fast when he died yeah
0: so it that that probably informs like this desire for community now right right
1: yeah i like i remember <laughs> openly being like Nah, I'm not going to go do that. I'm going to go sit in my room and play video games and, you know, maybe just vibe by myself. And now every weekend, I'm not even asking for what's going on. It's Kai dragging me places and me being like,
0: okay, but keeping the same kind of maybe. All right. So we just had to change locations. The whack is that what you call it? The whack, the whack, it's popping, it's popping tonight, man.
1: On a a Thursday too, right?
0: Usually I'm in here.
1: Sometimes late on Thursdays, it'd be chill, get a bagel, good tea, maybe some whiskey, call it a night, write a story.
0: Yep. You mentioned being an only child. How 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 do you think that impacted your your perspective? What what did that do for you as a person? Because I'm I'm an only child as well, so that's like another point of of relation. And like for me. I was always looking for that community. You know, like I was always looking for that way to connect with people. But it seemed like early on that really wasn't your style.
1: Not at all. It was hilarious to me. Like, dude, I had friends with siblings and I would watch their siblings interact. And I'd be like, they're assholes to each other. This is awesome to watch. Yeah. And in my brain, I'd be like, I'm glad I don't have to share things with people. This is cool. So, like, for me, it would just be only child miles walking around. You know parents leave them home alone all right cool i'm gonna just play some video games you know or i'm gonna go outside kick it with the homies
0: and and like it was it, i would just make my own fun like it didn't matter why do you think there was this aversion to like want to connect with people early on for you <laughs> my mom eh, i can't even blame her for it because i would observe it and be like yeah
1: they are i would always be like people are weird like i would have my family that was close to me and i'd be like cool And my mom would always say, like, no one else outside of this house really cares about you. And I'd be Mm. like, that's a very valid point because, like, outside of y'all, y'all are the only ones who really know me. But if I go to meet these other people, like, yeah, they might know some things about me. But at the end of the day, if it was his life or my life, 100% he choosing his or mine, I wouldn't blame him. That's crazy. That's a crazy thought
0: to have as, like, a young kid, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: but, like, it's real being alone like I didn't mind it I was like this is awesome it gives me time to just do things by myself being with people cool I had a select crew I ran with right and for me it's always about like I gotta get people into their space where they feel comfortable and when you let them go in their space where they feel comfortable let them run in the field mm-hmm. Now you know maybe they jump too far left or right but all you gotta do is just kind of
0: eh. touch them like and push them back the way yeah
1: curve it back to where they need to be because I mean everybody can be great at what they're great at as long as they have the right kind of motivation behind it
0: yeah so how how do you how do you find that in people then bro like this is this is kind of fast forward a little bit but like how how do you have the eye to like know what people can excel at it's
1: crazy there's a there's a (laughs) it's it's like a
0: gut feeling
1: and it it sounds wrong to say that but like a prime example of it we were in new york me kai are walking to me ellie spencer and um angelo girl walking across the street ziomara gonzalez ziomara gonzalez i look at her across the street i go kai green dress across the street kai think i'm talking about like oh she's bad i'm like no no no, kai green dress across the street she'll be over here in a second kai was like what are you talking about no sooner than like 30 seconds that went by we're standing on the corner right in front of us and Kai is now like looking at me like this and he looks back at me and I'm like I, don't know, I, just, I just felt like she was going to come across here. I don't know I, literally it's just a feeling inside of me we start chopping it up she was like oh well I saw y'all's film cameras and whatnot I see y'all do film and da 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 I shoot film blah 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 and Kai is sitting there and he's, he's leading the conversation I'm just standing there right and she asked me what do you do I was like I'm an engineering student but I'm really just here because he made me come here yeah. you know I'm playing it cool you know I'm just yeah. doing me. <laughs> she ends up hanging and meeting the entire crew in New York that we was kicking it with. Mm -hmm. And Vanity, Angelo, Spence, Ellie, and spends a day with us. Word. She don't even know who we are. Right. Just some kids from Columbus. She texts me or DMs me the next day and goes, hey, what time are you guys going to be in Manhattan or uh, Washington Square Park? I was like, uh, you know, I'm working with Kai, so, you know, I don't know what time we're going to really be there. So I had a three o'clock, four, somewhere around there. And we get down there. And she's like, all right, cool. I'm actually leaving right now. I'm going to get food, and I'll meet y'all there. She stops through it. None other than the Reggio, Cafe Reggio. She pulls up. We go from there. And we just had a day. She was behind the scenes a little camcorder going crazy. Right. I think it was on film, too. Yeah, and who, who's photos. this? Who's this? uh Gonzalez. Z took it is her photography page. Okay. That's
0: fire. That's fire, though, bro. Just the Because, I mean, I feel like for you, man, even reflecting back, like, the growth just has to be crazy in 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 your eyes because no one no one has been no one has seen more of miles than you, right? So like I, I just feel like the growth has to be something that you you marvel at and that you're 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 very proud of. I'm, I'm assuming
1: it's like it's it's something that I like I don't even like to think about because I look back and like just things happen like you know, famous you know Forrest Gump phrase but they. Blurred out in all the TV shows unless you have the original cut from like the '90s. Shit happens. Right, shit happens, and it it really you're right. Like the growth, like I look back literally just two years ago, and I'm like, bruh, what happened to make me want to do this? Like, yeah. I'm reading books by Dieter Rams, one of my favorite industrial designers, German. And the book is in German and English. And I speak German and I read the German side because it's fun to me to try to remember. But, like, I also read the English side when I, you know, don't feel like thinking. But even just looking at that and I'm like, hold on, cuz. Like, I wasn't reading this two years ago. I was reading old books by Albert Camus and Tim O'Brien and, you know, different but Catcher in the Rye, stuff like that. Like, I love to read. I was reading books about science. I'm sitting here reading a German industrial designer's book. He designed shavers and electric electronics yeah. for, like, brawn. Yeah. And I'm loving it. And it happened today in the architect building. I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, reading it, and I'm, like, pause. Cuz, what happened? Like, are you okay? Like, are you going through some quarter-life crisis to where you're loving art? Right. You liked it as a kid, but you weren't, like, gung-ho about it you yeah. know my art teacher used to make us watch uh Wallace and Gromit yep shout and, out shout out uh the Beatles yellow submarine little movie thing they had mm. and I remember like watching as a kid like this is hard and I didn't know why I didn't know what acid was I didn't know what shrooms was I didn't know none of that and now looking back on it I know all of that and I'm watching now and I'm like yo I was not drugged and I love this movie <laughs> it was in it. and I'm watching it now At 9 o'clock in the morning, still sober, and I love this movie, but it looks beautiful. Speed Racer.
0: The OG one? Are you talking about the live-action one? That live-action one Mm -hmm. with the
1: movie. Colors in that movie is crazy. Right. I would sit on the edge of my bed right now and watch that movie and drool on myself because (laughs) it looks so crazy. And I would be so, like, I would be at peace. Take me back, like five years ago or yeah five years ago for real and I would like try to watch that again and be like why do I like this like yeah. watch as a five year old loved it 15 16 why do I like
0: this yeah 22 this is awesome this is amazing <laughs> but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask favorite movie oh favorite movie I know we're getting on like a lot of side quests in here but that, that's just the vibe like hey, that's the vibe of this conversation for a sure good,
1: a good side quest shout out uh, Elden Ring I ain't never beat it but a good side quest is always perfect um favorite movie Uh, if i say american psycho i would definitely be blackballed. oh yeah
0: you get canceled bro
1: it's crazy i do like that movie but i like the the convoluted psychology behind that movie i don't really think patrick bateman is a great person but looking at that movie it is one of my favorites just for how it is um scarface is another one of my favorites and that's the thing with me it's hard to pick a favorite. I'll give it to you in categories, because I can make it easy that way. Favorite superhero movie ever. Dark Knight, Batman, Christian Bale. Easy easy. one. Beautiful film. Beautiful cinema. Heath Ledger, R.I.P. Go. Beautiful portrayal of the Joker. I love that movie. Currently, though, the Robert Pattinson one. That's tied for that. That one's hard. That's tied for that. that. I really do like that movie. But if you want to go into, like, regular films... Favorite weird movie is either The Lighthouse. Nah, it's The Lighthouse.
0: That's the one with uh. Robert Pattinson and, and Henry. Da- yeah, 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 yeah. I almost said Henry David Thoreau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thoreau. <laughs> yeah, yeah. William, William Dafoe. Dafoe. That one's fire. That, that one's fire. That it's, was one of my favorites. It's hard if you know this movie, The Lighthouse. It's hard once you get used to the dialogue and like the way that they speak. It's tough.
1: Cuz, cuz it. You like me, lobster, didn't you? Yeah, right. And he goes. I don't like your lobster, and bro curses him right. with like a sea shanty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, and I'm not even gonna let that. I'm not gonna let that distract me because honestly, it's it's a tie with that and Parasite. Those two movies, right Parasite there, Parasite was hard. The, they came out in the same year or one year after the other, and I loved them both. Yeah,
0: Parasite was tough.
1: And then if I had to pick a classic, <laughs> game time decision, probably going to be either you getting three. All right, word Godfather. Of course, right? Mm. Elite film. Haven't look, seen it. Don't look like. at a massive good, my boy. <laughs> Great film, Scarface. I like Scarface just because of that aesthetics of you know late '80s Miami high pastel colors, cribs crazy inset floors with your couch where your you, your couch is in the floor a little bit. Right? It's I the love, what's,
0: what's it called the. The social pit or something like yeah. that. That's what they used to call I it. Love,
1: I love that design. Like the houses in Conversation it just, pit. That's yes. what it is. That, those are so cool to me. But then like it would be remiss of me to not get a Tarantino film in there because that's one of my favorite directors. All right. Say the right one though. I'm not saying Pulp Fiction because everybody on, loves. Dog. No. Hear me out. That's so stereotypical.
0: But it's a good movie though. It's a
1: great film. It's like it's definitely my favorite. But like hear me out though. Jackie Brown is one of his most elite movies, and everybody sleep on it. Yeah. Samuel Jackson, and that's the only person I ever remember in that movie for some reason. But it's so fire
0: just to be like... It's one of the ones I don't even watch enough. Bro, motherfuckers wa- say they like Pulp Fiction... But they just, like, the they, they know, like, the certain parts of it. You know what I mean? They know the iconic parts, bro. I Thank you. I love that
1: movie so much, Because, like, Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite movies ever. I will not deny that. I just didn't want to say it. So it's on record 20 years from now that I was hyping up Pulp Fiction. But, right. like, I love that movie. Yeah. Like, the scene with, like, the Gimp scene, hard. I don't know why. That's so funny to me. But, like... Marcellus Wallace is a dope character. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Bruce Willis, the bald
0: headed dude. Yeah, uh this yeah. about hard character. Bro, the ending the ending in the diner. That is like just why Samuel L. Jackson is the GOAT, bro. Like Simple. Jules Winfield. He said The hardest I, character ever.
1: I used to say this and then kill you. But today I'm having a yeah. change day. <laughs> I'm like I'm ha- I had to change a heart. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. That's deep. I yeah. like that. It's yeah. hard. That's tough. That's tough. Such an elite film. All right, bro.
0: All right. Let's get let's get back. Let's get back on track. I feel like we need to go into the into the music realm now, bro, like cuz th- that just informs so much of the work that you do currently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, where did the taste come from? I think that's that's just the first overarching question that we can go deep into is where where did this taste and this ear for curation come from
1: so i grew up a black kid with parents from like popular 90s music and 80s music my dad east coast hip-hop and what my grandma would call baby making music from the 90s (laughs) and like the 80s so you know it's those artists that, like, if you grew up as an early 2000s, like you were born in 2000, 2001, black kid, and your parents would play it in the car, Magic 98.9, right. The Quiet Storm. And you would hear all those songs, but this is before you had the thing that would tell you what the song was. So for me, I can never remember the name of them, but I heard them all as a kid. And then the flip side of that, though, so you had all those R&B songs my dad like plus Boogie Down Productions, Biggie, stuff like that. If you go to my mom's side... She was West Coast hip-hop. I'm a mama's boy, but also West Coast hip-hop, which is harder to me. And that's still true to this day because I'm a Larry June head and Kendrick head, so that just makes sense. T.D.E. for life, simple stuff, and Tyler. But she loved Prince. And then Prince led me to find out, like, she liked people like the Doobie Brothers, um, Phil Collins, Pet Shop Boys. Like, my mom definitely listened to more of the older, like, white pop kind of r&b dudes bobby caldwell stuff like that like she loved that stuff along with the black stuff and then you know parents so to answer your question is how music became a big curator for me every day in my house you would hear music and it wasn't like a we turned it up and having a party i haven't said that in years but you know what i mean it was more so you walk in the house parents cooking dinner music and it's just going yeah friday we had everybody to create you know fish fry people come over on Saturday. To kick it and whatnot, and then we're sitting here and we're all just listening to music, vibing. Families with me, cousins are with me, and I was always just locked in to the music. I don't know why. Anytime I hear a good beat, anytime I hear a good rhythm, I hear a good song. My my brain hyper focuses on it. My friends hate it too because like we'll be somewhere, maybe at the club. I'm sitting there and I'm I hear something that sound right. I'm like yeah. Like and my friends like, yeah, I'm about to go talk to this old girl over here, and I yeah. won't be listening. Shorty sure, comes and
0: talk to you. You're like, hold on, give me one second. I'm
1: really like listening to the music, like tapped in, and then I done blew it for bro over here. Right, I'm having a blast though. I don't yeah. even care. I got my drink with me, and I have a good song playing. I'm right. happy. Yeah, simple things for
0: me. What what, what do you, what do you look for in in a song? What 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 makes a good song for you?
1: Back in the day, I would have told you off the rip lyrics. Mm. That's why I got get big into Tyler Kendrick, Childish Gambino. Right you know it was a mass, mass time like <laughs> simple so like i used to love ee e. coming on that and beat like his poetry emotion like i used to think lyrics was end all be all and then i think i was like seven or eight when i first like heard my first song with like just mainly electronic things in it soft sell tainted love that's the name of the song by soft sell do 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 do, 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 do. Sometimes you got to run away. I need to do. do. And it was like, it was that early 80s. We have electronics in our music now, and we just going to abuse you with it. We just want you to hear what we can do with these crazy machines. And being a kid, hearing that, I was like, this is cool. This is awesome. Fast forward. Now I'm like my age now. And anywhere I am, if I hear a good, anything like if i'm listening to the blues and i hear a good riff i hear a good you know pentatonic scale i hear something that just sounds perfect and it's placed where it needs to be or i hear a good it is my new black magic woman by is one of oh. my favorite songs ever
0: Bro, shout out guitar hero three
1: man what yeah. and black magic woman is played over a Aeolian scale which i might have messed that word up but like there's just random bends in there that like when I play it on guitar, like, I can't help but my body, like, kind of, eh, like, <laughs> like, like, I, like, perk up a little bit yes. randomly. And, like, it just, it's right. Whenever music does something like that, it, it gets me, it, it gets my brain into this, like, it itches the brain good. That's how I usually describe it. Right. I hear some house music. I remember when I first found out about Yeji and them. <laughs> shout out Yeji. Shout out Park Jin. Shout out Peggy Goo. Shout out JDG. G. If y'all ever hear this. Y'all know that that y'all are the reason why I started doing what I did personally with Eight Track, but I started hearing their music, and I'm hearing these blends of things that I heard as a kid, but like, it's just not that. And the fact, like, it's weird. The crazier it sounds, it just the brain better sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like I and I love that. Like that's the my adjective for it. If it makes my brain itch good, like you know when you get a good back scratch, yeah, and you're like. Mm. Yeah, I needed that. Looking
0: for a good brain itch. Yeah, like that's how I describe it. Uh, so let's let's transition now. I mean you you threw the lob for uh the DJing thing, bro. Like that's the Colonial Duck, man. <laughs> that that this is this is what we came for, bro. It
1: was the uh the first creative outlet I ever decided to embark upon. I had watched boiler rooms all throughout high school. I thought they were the coolest things ever, just music. I would be sitting in class. Like, if I was reading, I was watching a boiler room, not paying attention in class. I'd just sit there and just vibe music, going crazy. One bad day at work. Which, you know, I mean, that happens, you know. It's not a really bad thing. I love my job. Which is, like, to anybody else thinks I'm a masochist for saying it. But I love my job. <laughs> I had a bad day at work. Day before, I was with Kai at the virtual event. Shooting film photography, and I we're leaving, and I'm like, I want to do a boiler room. Kai goes, if you need anything, let me know. We'll make it happen. Go to work Sunday, twelve o'clock to six. 12 o'clock to five, because me, Monroe, and Brian all get off at the same time. Walk outside, we all mad. It was just, it was just a bad day at work. You know, just was not having a good day. You know. Think of like your favorite team being down by forty five, and then your quarterback get hurt in the last five seconds. Oh, of the game. It, was it was one of those. Yeah, it was like it was game not game a game good game day. Game. So we're sitting there. And I was talking to Brian and Moreau, and we're standing in the middle of the parking lot, and I just go, I want to do a boiler room set, and I don't know what to do.
0: Leaning on the cars, like, just, you, you needed that second, you knew it was a bad day, because you guys didn't even get in your cars and leave right away, you had to stand out in the parking lot, bro, yeah. and, like, linger. L- literally, bro, like, everybody wanted to get together and talk. Right. Because
1: we wanted to talk about how the day was. Yeah. And then, in the middle of us, like, just sheer negativity, I was like, I just want to do a boiler room set. And Brian's like, yo, word and I'm like, what you mean by that? He was like, You know, Fendi got the table at the crib. You know, you can slide by and play whenever you want. You know, I was like, I don't know how to do that, And, and you know, was,
0: he's an enabler too. He's like, Yo, this is man, this what is
1: like, you got that word for me because I said that a lot. So, like, Ryan is an enabler. I don't care, bro. I, I was say that every single day. I went to his house no sooner than like the next day off. It was a Tuesday, I think. And I'm sitting in there and he's like, Yeah, bro, I'm about to cook some food. You know, here's what you need to do. And he just looks at me and goes, Fuck with it, right? I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting there, I'm poking things. Things are sounding right. I'd get one transition after like 45 minutes that was hard. Brian had been hyping me up the whole time too. And I'm like, you enabler, stop that, bro. Like, I know you, you just want me to fall into this trap. I got one transition. And like I said earlier, it itched the brain right. And when that happened, I remember stopping what I was doing. And I looked at Brian and I was like, oh, oh!" and he was like, bro, you see, like, it's not that hard. And I was like, no, because this is where it gets bad because I already knew where my brain was going.
0: Right. You could feel it It was one of those things that you're like, oh, nah, I'm falling into it. Brain said, cool. Brian lived 30
1: minutes from me. I'm not about to dry this every day to come over here and do this. Right. I need to get good so I can go to if I do this, I need to get good. Boom. Next day. I'm looking online. DDJ 400 sold out everywhere. I'm like, all right, bet we checking every day. We signing up for notifications when they back in stock. DDJ 400, DDJ 400. Like day three, I don't have no money to my name at this moment. By the way, to be buying this, like I I don't remember what I did. I like sixty dollars or like seventy dollars my name, not a lot. Could not have afforded buying a three hundred dollar DJ table. Right. My mom will get mad at me for that, but (sighs) finances come second sometimes. I remember sitting there, and I found one on Amazon, sold, reputable, pioneer, all that, two eighty nine plus tax. I said, "heard Clarina," ran to Clarina, little after pay kind of thing, you know, zero percent interest, doing numbers. Yep, yep. Threw that on there. Monthly payments looked right. They talked good. Got it. I sent it to Brian. Brian was like, "Oh, so you?" He's was, done it. I was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm about it. Let's run it." I get that thing to my house, and I spun for five hours straight because I had a playlist that I had made at Brian's. And after that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's bad. And this is where it gets back to the point though. like, I fixate on things. Mm -hmm. And I was locked in for the next three weeks up until the event. Like, every day just spinning.
0: Getting your reps in.
1: And it hits so good. It's the brain so good. I was just like, I'm going to just run with this, and I love it now. And – coming into it and showing up like we were talking about earlier to the first event I'm walking around scared no idea what's happening confused and I finally realize like oh it's my turn you're right I walk up there and I'm like oh lord
0: did you I- kind of did you kind of black out like before so to get into it the the first eight track event huge success massive spooky. success spooky spooky <laughs> I remember seeing you before, you were kind of just, like, lingering, like, doing your thing. Was it one of those things that it was, like, you were just kind of, like, so focused on what you were doing, and then, like, immediately it's like, oh, shit, like, I got to go up there and do this? Kind of. I would
1: say anyone who knows me, there's not a lot of fear in my brain. I don't get nervous, which is, like, cliche, and I shouldn't say that, because, like, the times I get nervous, though, that means that there's a problem. I remember walking up there, and I'm like, uh... You know, this game time face is on, but I'm being handed a microphone and now I have to speak. And I'm like, hmm, what am I going to say to these people? In my brain, it was like, I'm either going to cry, poop, or pee myself, <laughs> or all at the same time. right And there was no thought outside of that. yeah And to just get up there and be like, uh, thank y'all. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and get this activated. And as you know, I pressed the wrong song.
0: Bro, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Yo, that (laughs) was the craziest shit ever. That was the craziest. Like, do you know how hard that hit, bro? In my
1: brain, I deadass got my lefts and rights confused. And I knew what was loaded where up here. And when I went to push the button, I was like, huh? And everybody else got turned. And up there, I looked stupid stupid i wish there was a picture of it because in my brain you could tell he's like genuinely confused about what just happened
0: bro let me give let me give context for people that weren't at the first eight track event so by now if, if you're listening to this you know what eight track is if you don't know what a track is it is a dj collective here Correct, in yeah. columbus with that features uh lots of super talented djs miles is one of them colonial duck b fans Shout uh, out my friend Carrie. My friend K D. Yep, DJ Chaos, Monroe.
1: Mon- Monroe like, out here in the cut completing side missions. Insane. <laughs>
0: insane. And the first event, bro, we're all there posted, hanging out. It's been four people have gone. Like good tunes. Good tunes for sure. Like it's a great mix of a bunch of different music. But Brian told me, it was like we we had Miles go last for a reason, you know? And we're all sitting there, we're waiting. He does his little spiel, Miles does. And then tear the club up by what Future and 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 Future Future, bro and I'm like oh my god and it it just like it was one of those things bro that's like it it came through and like punched me in the chest like it was like (laughs) it like hit me in the solar plexus bro I was like oh my
1: god I was so happy that it went that way cause like deep down in my brain I was like we gonna start this off silly cause like first off if you know me you know me but if you don't you have no idea what's about to come out right now and so I'm like, yes, Jesus is the one by Zach Fox. This yeah. would be hilarious to just I want y'all to hear this first. I think that the mistake happened. I think it works out better that way. Because looking back when I was like, can
0: you imagine if you just heard Jesus is the one and that comes on? Somebody was watching out for you, bro. Not not to say that, like, it wouldn't have hit. But, like, there was just something about that specific song at that time. Like, the way that it was all time, like, it just worked so
1: perfect. Like, and I feel like it's even funnier because, like. I swear, Vaso don't fit me. You see me. First fit I had on, I had glasses and a pipe and a really nice women's shirt, I think, and good trousers. Yeah. And I'm up here talking like, hello, y'all. Thank you uh, for coming. Um, I didn't expect this at all. And then I just go, we can go ahead and get this activated now.
0: Play. To the club, to the club And I'm like,
1: Oh God And everybody's sitting there and they're like Oh my god, did he just and I'm sitting there I'm like I have no idea how those got switched in my brain just now. Yeah. And from that moment it was it was up. It started out as a bad day at work and it started out as me wanting to bring a community of people together, which I I wanted I, I love. I love the concept of back in the 80s and 90s when people would go to things and dance or you go to you go to a party and you're not sitting on your phone, texting on Instagram or, you know, everybody is having a good time. You right, know?
0: really dancing, like, you really go,
1: doing the thing. Right, you go and meet your shorty there, you meet, like, your wife there, like, and I don't even mean on no weird stuff. Like, you're just, like, I want you to go meet new people. Right. I want you to take these experiences that, honestly, I just didn't really care about as a child and for some reason I like now, and you just meet people and just meet them where you are you know there's nothing better than just i don't know you you don't know me let's talk you know what i'm saying like simple stuff like that a track came as a community to bring people together and it is going to be much more much more of that and i'm so happy i was just on the phone with brian talking to him about this today the teams that i have been put in with saint Clair and a track those are wonderful teams Mm -hmm. I don't Brian understands how my brain works Kai understands how my brain works and they know for a fact that they can leave me totally for six months not knowing anything tell me once and my brain's like got it cool let's go I love that they get that because it makes everything else so simple Brian can take care of everything he's so great at what he does Kai is so great at what he does and Kai just oh by the way we have this opportunity this week I'm like oh Cool. Let's do it. Do I need to be there? Right. And he's like, If you could make it, that'd be fire. If you can't, they gonna know who you are. And I'm like, I see what's up. Right. Even even in those teams, bro, it's been so it's been so beneficial. Yeah. I would have not been able to do a track with Brian. I would have not even stepped into St. Clair if Kai hadn't hit me with a business plan where my brain literally looked ten years further and I was like, Ooh, ooh hold on, that's a good idea. I see where you're coming from now. That actually makes sense. And he just needs A books guy. Right. (laughs) Someone who can kind of run Excel and maybe write a contract every once in a while. Yeah,
0: yeah. Man, there, there are so many sides and so many people that make these engines go. Yeah. Right. And the coolest thing to me is seeing, understanding each of those pieces and how they fit into, like, the bigger thing. So it's, like, super cool to get your side and get your perspective on... Like, these bigger projects that we all know about and that we're all part of. Yeah,
1: man. Like, take me back to in Vanity Fashion Show. I had Mm. never been to a fashion show before. And I get invited. I show up. You know, pay my little door figure. I think I had to pay. I can't remember. But, you know, I show up and get there. And I'm just... (laughs) Shout out Fatty Smooth, actually. Me and Bangliotter are sitting in the crowd. Kai's doing photos. Brandon's doing photos. None of our other friends are there yet. So, we're just chilling. I'll never forget. He's playing... Or some Outcast song. It might have been Roses, actually. No, it was something off of Aliens. It was some oldie. And I was like, what do you know about this? Next thing I know, Channel Trace. And my brain goes, Pfft. I haven't heard Channel Trace since I was a sophomore in high school. Wait, whoa, how do you yeah. know about Channel Trace? He's one of the reasons that I really got into DJing. And I would tell him that too. So his was like, bro, like, you deadass made my brain kind of just go, and decide <laughs> to do it. Yeah. But. Speaking on those, like, teams and whatnot, watching In Vanity put together a, a, a SEAL Team 6, a Task Force 141, they
0: they get a group together and go crazy.
1: I find that so cool. I find that so, you just, mm, yeah, so it's, all these it's people.
0: Like, and, and, and this is all on limited means. You know what I mean? Like, it's all on limited. It's not like anybody that we're seeing out here is is getting, like, this major backing or whatever, bro. You no,
1: know? No celebrity. No, no, nothing. It's just, oh, I had this dream I want to bring to life. Well, I'm going to go ahead and fund that. You know what? Matter of fact, if I can't do it by myself and I have a team with me, let's run it all as a unit. Right, bro. I find that so, so cool. mm mm-hmm. Like, Kai's story about how St. Clair started, and it was just him and his homies, Then he was like, nah, this ain't really it. And, like, I'm going to see what they're doing. Like, you know, I'm going to just table this idea, come back, like, four years later, and boom, we run with it. And now right. we're just gone.
0: Yeah. Out of here, bro. I think that's so dope. Out of here, bro. I mean, I feel like it's obvious. It's an obvious answer. But how how important are these relationships that you have and, and this time that you spent with these people that, you, that you've named?
1: Hella. Like, it's crazy to look back. Shamar Childs, going to his birthday party when I got back from Chicago. I literally drove in from Chicago and went right to Brio to go to his birthday party. And that's where I met the Ben Commandments. Mm. Davi, Smooth, Kai, Jeff, Monroe, Robert from the Netherlands. I like to just say that. He's not. (laughs) Who else is in there? I always feel bad because I can never remember because there's so many people. And there's new additions. Like, V1 is a new addition to it. Fernando new addition, Brandon, I know I said him, but meeting those people and then building individual relationships with them, love, nothing but love, man, like, just, even, even with Kai, Kai knew me for a month and decided to start the agency and, like, built it off, like, me, him, and Ben, and we, he knew us, he met Ben once before that, but he knew me for a month, just little, little things like that, I sidebar too much because I low-key forgot the question. Nah,
0: you're good, bro, you're good, I think... I think we're at a good at a good point to, to start wrapping it up, dude. I, I just got to say for one, like, thank you for making my job easy, bro. Because, <laughs> like, I would lob you a question and you would just go crazy on it. And I think, and, and I told you this, I love the, the conversational aspect that you bring to, to this. And on another tip, just the amazing work that you're doing and all these collectives and all these projects that you're a part of, it's really amazing to see the growth and, and I'm really excited for everything that, that is to come, my man.
1: Yeah, likewise. I was sitting in my room thinking about this, and I was like, I don't know what to say. And then my brain, like, punched me in the face and said, cuz, do what you always do. Right. Just show up and guess. Yeah. Every 8-track said after the first one was improvised. Everything I kind of do except for engineering stuff is, like, improvised. Yeah. It's usually just a guess. I go with my gut feeling, and it feels right. And for You know, sure. what's the worst-case scenario? Yeah. 30 years from now? I make somebody angry because I said my brain itch
0: good. Yeah, type <laughs> <laughs> type. So what's next, man? What 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 can we expect? I think we we got the whole layout. We know you're part of Eight Track, obviously like a core member of that. Part of Saint Clair. What what can we expect coming from Miles' camp here? Whenever, whatever the timeline is for you. More eight tracks for
1: sure. That's that's already in the works. Then Saint Clair. Partnerships are being made. Mm-hmm. Simple. Partnerships are being made. That's going to work out in our favor. It's going to work out in a lot of people's favor, actually. And with that happening, I wouldn't have expected it to happen so fast. But where my brain's at, I'm like, okay, yes, time to be intelligent. Time to, you know, stop BS and, like, I actually need to kind of really be here a little bit more. Right. I One of my buddies in Formula is in a band the other band that they always play with the guitarist has asked me to work in collab with either photos or music together and i was like uh i don't know because i'm not that good and he was like fire bro i don't care bring it you look like you bring something to the table and i'm All like right.
0: i don't like the table is scary <laughs> um, but but people can recognize bro people can recognize that you you got something you know what i mean so i mean and and don't don't take that for granted. I don't think you I don't think nah. you do. You know what I mean? I don't think you do. So you know that we're always trying to grow the podcast. We're always trying to tap into as many avenues as we can. So my man, in your opinion, who do we need to have on the podcast? Oh, you're evil for this. This is a good thought process, a good brain tickler.
1: Fatty smooth for sure. That's an interesting one that I would love to see. Cause I I talk to Elias, Elias responds and I'm like, Her, are we in the same realm of thinking? What goes on outside of that, though, in your brain? I want to know what you're like. I would love to see one on Fendi because Fendi is another character that's interesting. I go over to Brian's house. Brian lived with Fendi. Fendi live with Brian type. And, like, I remember the first time I, like, really start hanging with them. He just laying on the couch watching, like, a Balenciaga runway show. And I'm like, because <laughs> it's funny, like, to just, like, every time I see him, like, he, I just love watching Fendi exist. It's one of my favorite things, like. Brian will tell you, or anybody who, like, hangs in that group, they'd be like, bro, Miles says that a lot. Because, like, Fendi is so interesting to me. I've never watched somebody at their house party, like, fixate on how the lighting was in the room, what shade of purple it was. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is is weird. I feel you personally. I understand that. Why right now? Like, like people are playing pong. You know, like, the house is hectic. And he's over here with the Phillips Hue going nuts.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, Fatty Smooth, Fendi for sure. You didn't do Amari, did you?
0: Nah, haven't talked to her. Amari would be another
1: one to tap into. Amari is a very, 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 very nice individual, Mm -hmm. but also heavily creative. When her head get going, it go and it don't you know no breaks you know It's just like once you get it's like once you you know you got the lawnmower got the red button you prime it a couple times and, 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 and it start and it'll stop yeah that's how she is Word. in the same respect to angelo though angelo is another one that his ideas and how he thinks is crazy mm-hmm. and i love it oh ellie
0: yeah I've heard People have been saying people When been Ellie saying, comes back To the
1: city Unless you try to hit A New York trip With the bros again And we just uh, Pick the setup, Yeah, Hit up the Trust me bro If there's That's a big one too Ellie's brain Next level Yeah She talks You listen You can see Visibly What she's saying I had never had Somebody describe Something to me And I can literally Like It's like it's on the table In front of me And I'm just looking at it Like Yeah yeah that fit like i see why that works she's another one that i would say gung-ho on word
0: all right bro i know this this is about to be maybe the longest section but shout outs shout outs bro List can be as long or short as you need it to be all right let's Go write ahead. it down
1: as best as i can do um low-key it's kind of easy for me because i got group chats so they all know who they are shout out the snappers that's the high school friend group plus Tiandre from elementary school james reese philip cole aka micro black person that i love to call him um braylon ray mitchell because i'm gonna get his government out there because it's funny to me um james reese is in there ryan huser thomas i love all those guys all the homies i met in my childhood matt stone i didn't even get to name drop him about music shout out Ben commandments Y'all know who y'all are. I'm terrible at remembering everything, and I messed it up once already, but we okay with that. Shout-out A track My Friend Carrie, Fendi Amo, a.k.a. Fendi, a.k.a. DJ Chaos, but Fendiamo, my favorite, uh, Monroe Jordan. The whole gang, man. Like, I, I love y'all. Y'all really, y'all help me with a lot, and it's quiet, but y'all help me with a lot. Brian's roommate, Cat. shout-out Kat. She's a wonderful human. Shout-out The Sims from my job at Apple. Monroe Jordan is in that group. Brian's in that group. Chloe. Shout out other Chloe with the umlauts over her name. Chloe Lorton. My guy, Andrew McKnight. And uh, Alec Broderick, who is another addition to Sims. Don't let me forget that real quick. Um, you're right. This list could go on forever, man. Because those are all people. Like I always say like I don't really got a lot of close friends or nothing. But like those are all people who have gotten in my brain in a specific way. And it's it's registered that they're family to me. And obviously, shout out to Parentals. Angel Fermalon, of course. Thousand times over all of those people man they're all good people if i forgot you don't trip you know first and foremost it's me my brain runs a thousand miles an hour and i will forget everybody shout out jason for having me here simple kai gordon Come on, man, Sinclair.
0: We up, bro. Shout out <laughs> everybody. Shout Simple. out everybody. There,
1: there's too much to remember with y'all, man. But y'all know I love y'all respectfully.
0: All right, I got one more question for you, bro, and then we're out of here. Numbers. <laughs> By the time this comes out, it'll be the holiday season. The most wonderful time of the year, as they say. Christmas. It'll become it'll be that it'll be that energy flowing. Tight. What's the longest you can leave your Christmas tree up, bro?
1: I went to Catholic school. My mom went to Catholic school. Neither one... I wasn't baptized. She wasn't Catholic. For some reason, we always just say that after the epiphany, that boy come down. That's January 6th, I think. It, there's no rationale behind this. But in my house, that trees don't stay up past January 6th or we having a bad year.
0: Word. Yeah,
1: like simple. Like- I've
0: seen people keep that shit up for way longer than is comfortable like i'll go in their home and it's still up and i'm like this is uncomfortable to me that you still have this going
1: nah because in either direction i'm anti christmas before thanksgiving because like you got to get the food out the way but also like bro
0: anything else you need to say bro
1: unless that tree smell good (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right we're gonna cut it right there simple And there you have it, the official Miles Galladay, aka the Colonial Duck interview. Big shout out to Miles for coming on the podcast. I told y'all he just knows everything. This dude has the mind of a computer. It seems like he just stores all this information. You can follow Miles on Instagram at the Colonial Duck. You can follow Eight Track on Instagram at eight. The number eight track. You can follow St Clair the Agency on Instagram at sc the agency all one word make sure you stay tuned for everything coming out of all three of those things in terms of annoyed tv you can follow us at annoyed.tv on instagram or visit annoyedtv.com for all your updated blog posts and episodes we're going out with one more by yeji the second song that miles chose for us happy new year everybody it was amazing to log this first episode um, i'm excited for what the future has as always i'm your host jason megacy and you're listening to annoyed tv Is it what? So go and let my feelings fall. Is it what? So apologies are made for fun. Is it what? So I.